Hello and welcome to episode 29 of Nostalgia Decoms Today. My name is Trevor Dion, with me as always is my brother Kyle. Hello. Unfortunately, Kaylin couldn't join us today, but we are lucky enough to be joined by a new special guest to the pod. Someone I had the pleasure of working with while I was at the Grand Theater. It is Kiara, better known to her friends as Kiki. Yes, sir. <laughs> Today, we are talking about the most cheetalicious decom we've seen to date, the Cheetah Girls. <laughs> I can tell you from the text alone that I received from Kiki yesterday, she's very excited to start talking about this movie, and you'll get to hear all our thoughts on the film as well as some very interesting facts in just a minute. But first, here's my quick synopsis for The Cheetah Girls. The Cheetah Girls follows four teens, Galleria, Chanel, Aqua, and Dorinda, played by Raven Simone, Adrian Houghton, Keely Williams, and Sabrina Bryan, respectively, as they chase their dreams of becoming a world-famous pop group the plan is to start by winning their school's talent show, but when the famous talent agent Jackal Johnson, played by Vince Corraza, approaches the girls about signing with his label, stardom starts to go to some of the girls' heads. Will the girls manage to overcome their various disagreements and stay cheetalicious, or will their 15 minutes of fame cause a rift between them that can never be repaired? So, Kiara, let's start with you. Whenever we go to our guests, especially if they're new guests, uh, I like to start off with finding out where they're coming from decom-wise, like what they started like watching and kind of like the, the time frame that they watched. And so where, where are you coming from decom-wise? Um, I've seen most of them. I did miss a few of the like more famous ones, but... Um... I used to watch them in, like, middle school and even high school, you know, mm -hmm. like, High School Musical, Smart House, my favorite was probably Xenon, so Ooh. I came up on, like, the older ones, mm -hmm. I guess. I'm not really, like, familiar with the newer ones, and, like, I haven't seen Halloween Town, so what? I missed out on a few of the classics. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I surprise everyone when I say that, but, um, yeah. It's just some of them I liked and some of them I didn't like at the time, but I'd like to go back and watch them for sure. Well, but yeah, Cheetah Girls was one of my favorites too. <laughs> as as was clearly made to me whenever I was like, hey, are you a fan of Cheetah Girls? And all I got was all caps. Oh my God, of course. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> yes, exactly. I don't know why you thought I would be a Cheetah Girls fan because, um, great film. <laughs> Well, speaking of, how what were your overall thoughts with coming back to to watching this? Um, coming back to it, I did notice um, the acting wasn't the best, mm -hmm. but as far as the storyline, it was really solid. Um, the themes of you know someone having big dreams and not really having room for other people in it, and uh, when I did look up the uh, movie itself, it was like coming of age, and it definitely felt like a coming of age movie. I did like that the musical scenes, they were like music video quality. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't, 
yeah, I don't know if you, you guys remember, like, just watching Disney Channel, and then they would show the little music videos, and it it almost seemed, like, they literally just took it straight out of the movie, and they didn't edit it at all. It was literally just, you know, their performances and the uh, movie itself. Um, other than that, I thought, it was, I thought it was really good going back, just being able to watch it again. I think it aged really well, like, there was no like cringe moments where it's just like oh that wouldn't sit right today you know mm-hmm. um there's a lot there's a lot of diversity and i think it was just a good film it uh it definitely aged well i i completely agree and i was actually gonna bring up in like notes that i took that two of the things that i remembered most were the two songs uh cinderella and mm-hmm. uh what was the other one girl power because it was just about like yes. every Disney commercial, they had those two like music videos playing, and so whenever yes. those came up, I was pretty much like singing along because I had seen so many of those music video commercials. <laughs> Same, like I remember the lyrics to almost all of the songs. I'm like, God. <laughs> but just seeing it all the time, it just it just held up. Those memories held up. Oh, very true. So, Kyle, what was what were your thoughts coming back to this film well i mean overall it was a good movie Mm -hmm. Uh, of course (laughs) uh i did have a couple problems with some of the characters though Uh uh-huh especially later on they have some issues and then also have problems with aqua as well a little bit Mm -hmm. (laughs) because uh mm. and then uh, i had a little bit cringe moment at the beginning uh huh. Where uh, while uh, Raven's character and uh, what's the oh the friend uh Chanel like yeah. Gallery and Chanel yeah. those two uh huh uh when they're dancing on the street and everybody comes around and they're just dancing. Mm-hmm. But... <gasps> I was gonna say that that was so random. <laughs> like they just started dancing in front of the record store and people just surrounded them. Like that doesn't happen. <laughs> I have some I have some thoughts on this movie. Because, so, I also really enjoyed coming back to this, but I also kind of saw what I would, I guess, call foreshadowing Mm -hmm. to future DCOMs and Disney Channel shows, which, as we, like, get to those points, I'll tell you which ones they are, and the Galleria and Chanel part, where Mm -hmm. they're dancing, I was like, oh, wait, this is, like, this show, which, like I said, I'll get to it soon (laughs) but since we're already kind of getting into talking about the movie let's get into talking about it and i have to say the fact they came out the came out the gate guns a blazing with together we can Mm -hmm. like they're starting off on a high note right there i was having (laughs) i was having so much fun just like dancing i was like okay yeah go cheetah girls go (laughs) (laughs) and it was just like a reminder of the early 2000s fashion though uh-huh. You know, it was so out there, all those crazy patterns and color. Yes, that's actually very true. And apparently, so even though they're apparently called the Cheetah Girls, mm-hmm. apparently they are actually wearing leopard print, is what the trivia told oh. me. Oh. Yeah, so... <laughs> even at the end? Yeah, the whole time. Well, I guess it would be especially at the end. <laughs> some continuity issues there <laughs> and um. <laughs> and after we see them singing the song which as we see there's a bit of uh technical <laughs> issues that they have uh because 
uh, Aqua. Aqua. Yeah, she starts. She gets her foot stuck, and then all of a sudden, everyone falls except for Galleria. She's just keep on going. <laughs> That's because she wasn't in the back at the time. True. Yeah. <laughs> and then we kind of get to we get to know everybody, mm-hmm. and upon getting to know everybody, the thing that took me aback the most was Aqua's accent. I was uh-huh. <laughs> like, what was that? <laughs> She was, they said she was from, te- from Texas, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> and it was like, I've never heard a Texan talk like that, or anyone for that matter. Right? Like, that was the most, uh, like, forced mm-hmm. Texas accent. Mm-hmm. And it was just like... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, one thing I really like about this movie is all the different catchphrases that they have. Like, yes. I will be honest... I just wish I had more friends at the time whenever this first came out that were fans of this film that I could have said these catchphrases to because I would have loved to like see my friends and go, Cheetah! Like, <laughs> it's just so fun to say. And I was I was so mad that I didn't have a friend to say that with. Yes, or it's Cheetalicious. Like, oh, I love Cheetalicious. <laughs> I would love to use that in just normal life. <laughs> right? We need to make our own little like crew, and then every time we see each other, we'll just say cheetah and cheetah delicious for everything. Cheetah. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. And so they, they apparently what we learn is there's a big talent show coming up that if they win, they can get a chance at a record deal, mm-hmm. which is very exciting. And mm-hmm. and we start seeing them walk from this party that they apparently got asked to host or whatever, you know, be like entertainment. And we're seeing them start split off and we see, what's her name? Dur- Dorinda. She goes off because she has, she has something to do to for dancing and whatnot. And I have to say, I think out of all the Cheetah Girls, I'm an Aqua. Because whenever she, <laughs> whenever she's uh, trying to get home, they're like, take the subway. And she's like, uh, no, so are there's there, more people under there. Are there more people there? You're the, uh, you're the only person I know that's been to New York. I will say that I have seen a rat and it very could well have been a mole person. <laughs> it was huge. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then Chanel like calls her a cab. And before Aqua goes again, the cab, she pulls out like uh, a yeah, Clorox wipe. Like, I saw that. I was like, yeah, that's definitely Trevor. <laughs> That was exactly what Trump would do. <laughs> and so she, like, wipes off the handle. I guess she... now in times like this with the coronavirus. Like, she she was, like, way prepared. Mm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, as you mentioned, this is where we have Chanel and Galleria walking by themselves. And they end up, like, passing, I guess, like, the record shop where mm-hmm. Jackal, I guess, sells all the stuff. Yeah. And, like, while they're there, they start doing their dance. And this moment, whenever they start doing their dancing and everyone, like, surrounds them... My very first thought was, oh my god, this is the basis for Shake It Up Chicago, or Shake It Up, with uh, Bella Thorne and Zendaya. Oh, okay. Because yeah. the the very first episode of Shake It Up, you have Zendaya and Bella Thorne are dancing mm-hmm. just randomly on the street for a crowd of people. And so, yeah. <laughs> and so whenever I saw this, I was like, oh, Shake It Up. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> from an early 2000s film that's awesome oh yeah and i mean whenever you come with new ideas it's always best to like recycle old ideas that you did nothing with Mm -hmm. sure (laughs) (laughs) 
And so as they're doing their dancing, uh, everyone like applauds for for Gallery and Chanel. And then Gallery sees a dog that looks very much like her dog Toto. And she's like, oh no, I forgot to take the dog out. I wonder if it was actually the same dog. I honestly would not doubt it. Because yeah. whenever it comes to like making movies, you have to be very budget conscientious mm-hmm. and i feel like it'd be a lot to get two separate dogs to so just use the same dog for everything <laughs> right and so we next see galleria show up uh, at her house and everything and first of all having you know not seen this in like years and i think whenever it did come out i probably had only seen it like once or twice but i didn't i, I didn't retain everything mm-hmm. to my memory so i did not remember that Raven's character is supposed to be mixed. Mm-hmm. And then I also did not realize slash remember uh, the dad's accent, which I actually thought was like a dad joke, like just pretending to have oh, the accent. Okay. And then I soon realized it was not like a pretend accent. Like he is actually supposed to have that accent. And I was just, that's another one where I was like, what is this accent? What is going on? Yeah. subtitles on and it was like speaking italian and so i'm just like did was he is this what an actual italian accent sounds like because i mean the man knows italian so i'm just like I, I don't know i was confused <laughs> i know i i think so what confuses me is he is italian i think he might i think he might be italian so the the actor's name is juan chioran i think is how you say his last name which okay. almost sounds Spanish to me. Yeah. But I mean, like that. but I mean, I guess it could easily be a, a an Italian accent as well. So it, it's possible that he knows Italian. And I mean, just maybe because he just knows different languages. I was going to say, and maybe he is Spanish, but that doesn't mean he can't know no, Italian. Yeah. Sure. But then we also have another, which this is less of like catchphrase and just kind of something that I remembered kind of from the trailers and watching the movie from forever ago. Whenever Galleria is explaining about her big plan to get the record deal and everything, and how they're going to make so much money, I love how she says this, where she's like, it's going to be ka-ching, ka-ching, bling, bling, bling. Oh my god, I just think we remember that line. Like, when she said it, it's like, oh, it's like a memory went off of my brain, I'm just like, I kept hearing it. It was like on the trailer, I Yes, think. yeah, uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I had the exact same reaction to that because as soon as she said, I was like, "Wait, it, it's like a whenever you smell an alcohol that brings you back to a time." Like I had that exact same kind of reaction. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> Flashbacks. <laughs> and then I want to say that I find it very interesting that we basically get to see the background of all the cheetahs, except for Aqua. Yeah. That's true. Is she um uh like by herself without her parents or something? Because she does mention earlier that her dad's like you can go or something like that. Well, I th- I think it's I think it's more of that her dad is in the military. They don't ever really yeah. mention her mom. Okay. Well, I know at the on the finale as they're all walking away, mm-hmm. they pan to her and they don't show her dad's face, but you see his arm around her. Yeah. So that's like the only the only time you ever see her parents or anyone she's connected to besides her. And I, that's something that I find like very strange, which also 
whenever I get to like interesting facts about this movie, well, I guess I, I gotta give you like a little heads up. Did y'all know that this is based on a series of books? Nope. No, I did not know that. Yeah, based thir- there's 13 books in this series that came out between 1999 and 2002. Wow. 13 books that came that. Yeah. within what, three, two years? Three uh, years? About four years. Uh, essentially, yeah, pretty much. And something they ended up doing, actually, so, which also makes me very curious as to, like, why they decided to do certain things. Apparently in the books, Mm -hmm. there's actually five members of the Cheetah Girls. Oh. And the reason that there's only four in the movies is because in the books, Aqua actually has a twin sister. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So they really, like, I mean, the movie itself was only an hour and a half, so I'm wondering if they were just trying to get that time, and they just cut that all out. And while they were doing that, they cut off her entire story, like, her entire background and everything. And I, I could honestly see that being a possibility. I, feel, I guess they were like, we have enough about the other girls, we don't need to add, like, the fourth one. Which, I mean, if you're going to give the other three time, like, give it to the fourth one as well. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really did see that she was kind of left out. <laughs> so. And are you, so are you a fan of like all three of the the films, or are you like mean like the first one, and the other two are okay kind of thing? Um. Yeah, I'm definitely along the lines of the other two are okay. I honestly, the only one I remember distinctly was the third one mm-hmm. when they travel around the world. And I definitely like some of those music scenes in there, but for the most part, it was like, uh, I don't think they needed to even do the third one, but yeah, that's how I feel about it. See, uh, for me, the only two I can, like the one I remember the most is probably the first one, which I'll probably change my mind on that whenever I get around to rewatching the second one. But the only two I know I've seen for sure are the first two, and the third one I know I've seen like bits and pieces here and there. And so I'm just curious as to whether they give any more background on Aqua and the like the other two movies, which because if they don't, like it's a bit of a disappointment, really. Yeah, I, don't, I honestly don't remember. The only thing I really remember was from the third scene. They went to India, mm-hmm. and there was this huge scene where they were. I think they were, they had like elephants and a bunch of other stuff, but it was probably one of the best music scenes I've seen, uh, like of the whole series. Oh. Yeah, that has me a little little hyped up. That gives me a lot to like look forward to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, without seeing Aqua, after we see Galleria, we get to see a little bit, like a little tiny bit of Dorin- Dorinda, because mm-hmm. they're kind of keeping her little backstory a secret. And then we f- quickly flash over to Chanel, mm-hmm. which, from what it looks like, her mom is a model who is mm-hmm. going on a, a date with a a Frenchman. Who's apparently very, very rich. And this is also where the other catchphrase term comes from of Cheetalicious. Uh, <laughs> and I have to say, um, Chanel's mom, uh, that, that mommy, as I like to call her, she is very Cheetalicious. Oh, yes, she is. <laughs> I'm just like, whoa, hello. <laughs> and I can under. I can't understand where Chanel was like, uh, you are wearing a shirt that is way too tight for a mom oh, to be wearing. And I was like, let her wear it. Let her live her dreams. 
<laughs> yes. I mean, I guess if she's a model, then she's going to keep the youth, so. I mean, that's true, too. <laughs> and so after getting to see a little bit of, of all those uh, girls' backgrounds, uh, we get to see a little bit of Galleria working on songs and everything um, for, for the Cheetah Girls. And then we flash over to school. And I, I do like the first time we see all the girls in school. Chanel's like, are y'all sure that the Louisiana Purchase had nothing to do with gumbo? And for her... That was great. <laughs> all I have to say, for anyone curious out there, gumbo is the only thing that has to do with the Louisiana Purchase. So that's the only thing you need to worry about. It's gumbo. Gumbo uh, everything. No, no, there is one other thing about gumbo. It's very delicious. <laughs> can't can't yeah. forget that. <laughs> and as they're talking about that they're in the hallway and this male character shows up Derek and my first thought was why does he look so familiar where do I know him from for a second I thought he was going to be like the bad guy basically like he would be yeah. like a bully type thing mm-hmm. see the only person I knew was definitely a bad guy is someone we had seen before that I brought up in another movie but we'll get to him very, very soon. Uh, but for Derek, did y'all happen to recognize him from anything? I, I, I recognize his face, but not where from. Yeah, same. I couldn't, I couldn't place where he was from. Okay. Well, I won't, I won't tell you now, because okay. I want y'all to be like me, like curious the whole way through. Well, I was already curious the whole way through. <laughs> I then, guess you're just going. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tease it out. out. Yeah, I'm gonna stretch it out. As... Y'all gonna be in as much pain as I was, because whenever I finally like finished it i was like all right who are these people and i looked and i was like oh it's that guy so (laughs) so just get ready now he does mention something because whenever he's talking to them he wants to switch places uh time slots Mm -hmm. for auditioning for the talent show with cheetah girls because as he puts it they use quote-unquote real instruments i noticed that too and i want you to keep that in mind because I have some, like, doubts about the whole oh. real instruments oh, thing. okay. See, I thought, I mean, he carries a guitar thing all with him all the time, right? Okay, well. Yes. I know what you, because of the end, but he does, yeah. but I don't know why he does that, but. Because whenever he makes that mention, I'm thinking he's going to be playing guitar and lead singing and then the other friend, uh, Mackerel, uh, I'm, I'm thinking he's going to play like, yeah, drums, drums or something. Yeah. Like, piano that's what I'm thinking. Or piano type thing. Yeah, yeah like yeah. real instruments. Mm-hmm. Not right. what, what, what we end up getting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they, 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 Cheetah Girls end up allowing them to, to switch. Because um, the best friend has a, what, dental appointment or something like that? Yeah, Mackerel has a, a dental appointment and everything. So, like, we'll let him switch. And then we can also kind of see that Derek is kind of flirting mm. with uh, Galleria. Yeah. And uh-huh. and I'm curious. Do y'all think he's a sophomore or like a junior, senior? Like, what what do you think he is? He did say he was older. Like, well, Maybe I mean, a he sophomore. said something along the lines of freshman. Mm-hmm. He said he called her a freshman. Yeah. So I would assume at least a junior. I hope not a senior. <laughs> yeah, it does get a little creepy if he's a senior. Yeah. Like, I... Yeah. And it would make it easier if he's a junior because he feels like he's, like, top dog almost. And then at the same time, it's easier for him to, like, get made fun of whenever he runs into the people with the plate and gets food all over him. And as, oh, that was hilarious. 
<laughs> and as Alka puts it, he even makes being embarrassed look cute. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that scene happens, we get to flash over to the auditions mm -hmm. where, as I mentioned before, one of the two to three, because I think they did all three of the other songs as uh, yeah. music videos, but one of the first one, Cinderella, which, man, I'm telling you, first of all, those outfits are fire. Like, I love those outfits. And the the lyrics to it are actually very empowering whenever you listen to them. Because it's really it's really all about girl power and, like, not waiting for someone to help you, like, save yourself. Like, be your own hero, essentially. Which, for an early 2000s thing to have this kind of girl power in it, like, that's awesome. It, they needed to have, in my opinion, they should have had like more of this coming out, even like way before this, really. Oh yeah. That uh, was like, I mean, the Cheetah Girls was kind of unique in that not many other films were trying to do that. As far as like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna give these girls a voice and we're gonna, you know, scream about girl power and all this stuff. So I don't know. It was, it was a really good film for the time. Oh yeah, for sure. Which also makes sense as to why they were always promoting it with the the, the music video commercials, which yeah, and like you just have to hear it one time and it kind of gets stuck in your head because they are like really catchy songs. <laughs> so all of them are so catchy. Oh. I I did take some notes and I pretty much just said the music itself was like top forty stuff. You know, it was like oh yeah, it gave me really poppy vibes and stuff that could actually be on the radio easily. Like, very well, well produced. So yeah, I'll, like. I'd honestly be surprised. I'd honestly be surprised if these weren't on the radio. Well, they might have Disney radio. Well, I know there was Disney radio at the time, so, but I'm saying like, like if this wasn't yeah. on like pop stations, oh, okay. yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I just wish I could remember like the Disney Channel stuff, but I was so young. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so after, after they finished their Cinderella song, which once again, very beautiful song. Uh, I love their I, teacher. I was, that's what I'm bringing up right now. That Drinka, that Drinka intro is, oh my God, amazing. Like, just so, like, dramatic and everything. Got the, the tissue out. You put exactly that so dramatic entrance. Like, it was just, it was so over the top, but it was perfect. Right? It just worked. Also, I'm, I'm kind of jealous of her stage name. So, I know probably most people will only catch the first name, Drinka, because they say so many times. But she mentions her full stage name, which was Drinka Champagne. Champagne, yeah. <laughs> like. Oh my gosh, and, it was, and she was singing, and everybody was getting into it. Right? You know, and then Galleria had to I bring her back it. down. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> and then, then continue. Let's hear more of that. Right? Oh. She couldn't take the disco. <laughs> But, of course, Galleria is all about, oh, that's old stuff. We need the new current stuff. Sorry, which, there's nothing I, wrong with old stuff. There's nothing wrong with old stuff. At all. No. <laughs> no. And then I love how Drink is kind of saying that all the girls remind of remind her of herself. <laughs> In and, different versions. Yeah, and so she's like, Galleria, you're like the mixed version of me. And then she's like, Chanel, you're like the Spanish version of me. And then, and then uh, Aqua, you're the, the southern sassy version of me. And then she gets to to uh Dor dorinda and she's like and dorinda you're the and she's like go ahead and say it. everyone else does shrimpy and white you're me if i can dance she said <laughs> and my only question is uh -huh. I, I i get the white part 
I don't uh, see shrimpy. What is shrimpy? Like, what it was? What is like a definition of shrimpy? I mean, I would assume it was short. Basically. Yeah, short or small. Yeah. But she didn't seem short to me. Yeah. And she wasn't. There. She was like the same height as everybody else. So I was like, why do why do people call you shrimpy? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is there a characteristic of a shrimp that I'm not aware of? <laughs> but then as they're as they finish you know they're uh i think it's Galleria, she's like but drinka do you think we have a shot and drinka's like yes of course, of course. i'm gonna i'm gonna train you and i'll make you all perfect and this is where jack comes in. <sighs> yes i have written down i have written down oh and there's the douche bag agent from quince <laughs> as soon as you see you can tell oh this is not going to turn out well first of all First of all, with a name like Jackal Johnson, and then the way he looks—well, his first name kind of gives it away, Jackal. Yeah, like there's no way, he, there's no way he's not a bad guy. No, no. way. <laughs> I, I mean, like the frosted tips. Oh my god! Sunglasses inside, like come on. Like he's honestly, he's kind of what I imagine Scooter Braun to look like, because yeah. like Scooter Braun's like the the producer that like got all the like. Uh, Justin Bieber's and oh. and Taylor Swift's and everything. I imagine yeah. that's what he looked like at, around that time, and probably still yeah. looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> so still got the frosted tips, and, yeah. and huh? And the leather jacket. Oh yeah, and the leather jacket. Oh, his guy had the glasses he's too. Always had one. Yeah. <laughs> and as he's like introducing himself, all the Cheetah Girls kind of introduce themselves and everything, and then Galleria. Galleria mentions that she's the founder and songwriter writer for the Cheetahs, which at, at this point, I honestly don't see anything wrong with her saying that at this point. At this point, it seems... Yeah, but at this... Really. Yeah. It seems super innocent, yeah. just like kind of throw away. Yeah. But this is what, what, as we know, this is where the trouble starts. Yeah. Yeah. Because... Hmm? Didn't she and um, Chanel, like they... They were the original, like, girl group. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. I, I guess they hadn't, like, called themselves the Cheetah Girls yet, maybe. And maybe they did once they got uh, Dorinda and Aqua. I don't know. But either way, like, they're founding members. Right. But, you know. I mean, I can I can kind of see where, where Chanel is a little upset by it because i guess if they kind of came together like it was just them yeah. two that started it then they are co-founders mm -hmm. but right. once again like right there it's just like innocent kind of throwaway like she's not even like thinking she's just like oh jackal johnson let me just you know say this or whatever yeah and of course the moms come in to interrupt everything and they're like uh no the moms are the managers here essentially essentially and yeah. Of course, Galleria uh, is, like, very upset that her mom just kind of, like, ruined their chance at stardom, like, right then and there. And the argument that they have together, it actually makes me think that Galleria's mom was actually in a very similar, if not the same well, kind of her, predicament. What does her mom do for work? Isn't she, like, an agency type thing? I mean, all we really... I she's a fashion consultant. Oh, yeah. Fashion consultant. Uh, a, not fashion consultant. A tailor? Yeah, like oh, a okay. tailor or a designer of some sort. I'm more curious about what the dad does. Me too. He's kind of just there and he talks Italian and leaves. <laughs> he might be a chef. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, that. yeah, that's probably about the only thing I could see him. Oh, he's also being. very wise. Don't forget that. He does have his sure. Mr. Miyagi kind of moments. You are I mean, true about that. A lot of characters in here have a Mr. Miyagi moment. 
And so we have, you know, that going on. And at the same time, Chanel, her mom is saying that she's planning on moving to Paris with her new boyfriend, Luke. And Chanel's like, what? And so, like, they call up each other, uh, Galleria and Chanel, and they're, like, expressing their both, like, complaints. Chanel's mom wanting her to move to Paris. Galleria's mom not letting her call Jackal. I don't know how they heard each other through all of them talking, basically (laughs) talking over each other and talking at the same time. Right. But yeah. <laughs> but eventually, Gallery's mom, you know, relents because because of, dad. because of the dad, yeah. and so yeah. she allows uh, Galleria to actually go ahead and call and set up meeting with Scooter as Braun. long as she can come. Yeah, she has she has to be able to come and and as Gallery, I guess that I can't talk. I'm tongue twisting myself. As Galleria's mom puts it, uh, if she Gallery's mom feels like anything is wrong. Like, immediate, like, shut down, not going through with anything more. Which, Gallery is, like, okay with, because she's getting her shot. That's all she cares about. And mm-hmm. the next day at school, Derek shows up, and he's like, I heard about you getting your 15 minutes of fame with, with Jackal and everything. And he also tries to be cool, saying that they met some other, like, music guy. And then, of course, he's just getting his cool shot down by his friend. He's like, bro, you gave him a sugar packet. <laughs> <laughs> Right? <laughs> he sort of redeems himself because while they're, while Gallery and them were talking about Jackal, uh-huh. his best is like, well, he, he brought him a sugar packet. I don't yeah. know what the other producer was, but yeah. like, he brought him a sugar packet. Now, yeah, he did try. <laughs> I will say it kind of makes sense for Macworld to do that to Derek, though, purely because. It's kind of like what you do to your best friends whenever you know they have a crush on somebody. Mm-hmm. You try and embarrass them as hard as you can in front oh, of their yeah. crush. Absolutely. So yeah. that just that just proves that that Derek's crush on on Galleria is like a legitimate mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And this actually kind of uh, brings out another really good quote to kind of like live by that Galleria, Galleria says, and that is, "If he can't respect my art, he can't have my heart." Ooh. No. That was good. That was deep stuff. Like, yeah. once again, Cheetah Girls showing like they are ahead of the ahead of the game. Like they were ahead of the time. Ahead of the game. <laughs> <laughs> but also, this this moment right here brings about the first time where I was like, "Ooh, girl, that's like." Mm-mm. And it's whenever Aqua and every and everyone they're they're sitting their lunch and whatnot, and Aqua kind of starts talking with her mouth full. You know, like how you would do. <laughs> And, and Galleria says that, she says, well, Aqua, I have a problem with your table manners. And, like, kind of gives, like, a, like, a nasty look and everything. And I was just, like, like, my eyes wide. And I was, like, like, you didn't have to be so harsh. Like, what, what the heck? And I was, like, uh-uh. She sure was rude. Yeah. She also dissed her hot sauce. Yeah. She did. She, she dissed her, and she took her hot sauce. Uh-huh. <laughs> Beyonce says, I got hot, hot sauce in my bag, swag, so. Wait, Beyonce really says that? She did. Oh. In, um, what's that song? I don't know. Off her Lemonade album, she says that hot sauce in my bag, swag. Oh. Yeah. So I did not know that. Aqua knew some stuff before. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was like, so where I think you kind of mentioned, uh, at that first moment where we kind of see... It's not until, I think, uh, when 
Raven's character, Galleria, mm-hmm. starts chatting up the entire lunchroom and takes hours and hours just uh-huh. to explain what she did over and over and over again. Uh-huh. This is where Aqua is a little bit annoying. She's like talking to Chi. Oh, yeah, for Aqua. But I was going to say, like, this is my first moment where I was like thinking about Galleria. Where I was like, uh, Galleria, like, you're not, like, you were yeah, cool. I mean, and like, now you're kind of, mm-hmm. you're signing this... on the downward trend. Like, she, she put on those sunglasses and walked away, and I'm just oh. like, girl, who do you think you are? Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, they haven't even got the record deal yet, and she's just like, mm-hmm. mm, like, I, we'll, we'll get to it in a second. <laughs> but they've set up their meeting, they've set up their meeting with uh, with Jackal, and they're in the, Gallery and her mom are in the taxi on the way to the thing, where the other three cheetahs are already, already at the meeting. And... Just like how you mentioned that the dad has sage advice, the mom has just as much sage advice because she has the advice about the shoes. shoes? Mm-hmm. Because uh, she was like, "Do you want to just like run to it so we can make it?" And they look and down. Apparently, she, uh, Gallery is wearing like some high heels, and she's like, "What did I tell you? You wear comfortable shoes no, with your the heels mom in the bag." Is also wearing high heels too. I did notice that, um, but Jackal comes out, gets the girls, and the other sage advice that the mom gives to Galleria is. Uh, make the meeting, soak Soak your feet feet later. later. (laughs) So they start taking off. Yes. (laughs) And my next comment that I've written down is, Galleria, pay attention! Because what does she do? Like... Like, how how do you not see dog poop from, like, a mile away? Like, first of all, clearly the guy is, like, between himself and his dog dog. and the dog poop. Like, Mm -hmm. and she, like, walks right between them. I'm... Where's the leash in this situation, though? He was clearly holding the leash. Like he, no, he's... no, because the, he's in between the dog, the poop, and the leash. Okay, uh-huh. she walks in between him and dog. Where's the leash? Oh, she straight, she straight stepped over that leash. Oh, okay. She's like, "Oh, yeah. you are in my way, sir. Move, or I will get in front of you." That's, she's kind of <laughs> rude, you know. <laughs> I mean, just a little bit. <laughs> and then they, the mom and, and Galleria get to the you know the little place. And then everyone starts um, smelling something. That they is... all try to stop her. Yeah, they're like, like Chanel's like, uh, Gallery, can, can I talk to you right quick? And Gallery's like, no, we ain't got time. We, we, we're here for Jackal. <laughs> and she's like, uh, Gallery says something. Uh, I don't remember what she says, but Jackal's response is, I, I think you brought it with you or, or something to that effect. And that's when the mom informs Galleria that she tracked in the dog poop. Mm-hmm. And it's this this next scene. So like we just had we just had Galleria Walk complain away. complain about Aqua's manners in a previous scene. And this very next scene is Chanel is cleaning off Galleria's boot, mm-hmm. heel, whatever whatever it might be, a shoe, whatever. Yeah. And she like puts it back on for Galleria, and like Galleria's like, thanks. It's hard being a leader sometimes. And like, get, and like pats her on her head and then walks away. And I'm like, girl, like how you gonna do that to your best friend? Like that's. That's she, wrong. See, I felt like she's just like, you're yeah. a keeper. Like, when she does that, she's like, yeah, yeah you're a keeper. Like, it, it, it made it feel like she felt like she was better than her own friend. Mm-hmm. And I was exactly. like, ooh, that's not a good look. That was like a, a very demeaning part. I'm just like, wow. Yeah, that, that's the word I was looking for. It's, it's very demeaning how she treats her. And yeah. she kind of gets her comeuppance, though. She does. In a, with, in, while, while they're walking back. Though. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get yeah. to that in a second. Um, but yeah, it was whenever, uh, where, where you said that you didn't find too much, like, cringy things about this movie, 
that was one thing that I cringed at. Not because it was like bad, meaning like that's like a cringy take or whatever, but more because like the attitude. Of yeah, that. like I I cringed because like like that's not how you treat a friend, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the Chanel and Galleria get back to where the girls and everything are with with Jackal, and. Gallery is like, okay, so now to get down to business. And Jack was like, oh, business is already done. Uh, Aqua already gave me some of her hot sauce. <laughs> Which goes to your point of uh, Beyonce knowing a thing or two about having hot sauce in the bag at all times. But do you think he actually meant it or he was just saying it because he wanted them? I think it was a little bit of trying to butter them up. Mm-hmm. But I mean, who knows? Maybe he actually likes hot sauce and having, you know... Because I, I know there's people that are in other states that if they can get their hands on some, like, Tabasco sauce mm-hmm. from Louisiana, like, they would love it. Because mm-hmm. some of the places don't know how to flavor things too well. <laughs> yeah, and, and Aqua says that, too. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Jackal, I keep on, <laughs> I, I honestly keep on wanting to call him Scooter. So I have to, like, take a minute to make sure I know his actual name. So Jackal... Uh, he gets out of schedule because they're they're gonna make a demo, and so the plan is they uh, get the lyrics like on Tuesday, they learn it on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then on Saturday they record. And Chanel brings up, oh wait, but we have we have the the talent show, and Galleria says, don't worry about that. This is more important. We can handle this. And so they decide they're gonna do the demo and everything, and Chanel's like, well, I guess that you know that's just talent show on drain, which. I don't see why that has to necessarily be the case. Like, why can't yeah. they do the talent the, show and the or well, the I was and then the, well, well, the way I was thinking is if you show up to to record the demo, like let's say like nine a.m. I don't see why you couldn't be done by noon. Exactly. Yeah. Because I don't know when the talent show is actually supposed to take place. I mean, it looked like at night. It looked it looked like early evening to night. Yeah. So I'd say like five six o'clock. They could yeah. easily make it to both. But, of course, there's the the dilemma that they have to, like, choose one or the other. Which, once again, I don't see why it has to be. Um, I mean, but the then, Disney original movie, uh, like, High School Musical, they had to choose. Yes, there has to, there has to be a choice. choice. <laughs> there can only be one event. <laughs> and I, I do like how, once again, whenever, whenever Galleria mentions that, you know, the, the talent show is, like, small small potatoes or whatever and that the demos like they're shot like the big time she's like once again puts on those sunglasses and just like walks away <laughs> and i do like aqua's comment of where does she keep on getting these glasses right and then the very next scene the very next scene is another rehearsal for the talent show where it starts off with uh, one of the students who's going to do a comedy yeah, act. Yep. And then Drinka calls up the Cheetahs to do their, their little bit. And Galleria is like, oh, we're going to do our, our new song. And Drinka's like, no, no, no. You got to you gotta shimmy him boop, bop, beep to your, to your talent show. That way you can be ready for it. And this is where Galleria is like, oh, we're not doing the talent show. Because you know, we, we, you know that we talk to Jackal, right? 
Like, and this is another them. cringe moment. This okay. This that this, was like. This is the part that I a hundred percent wanted to bring up to you, in the fact that if I ever get like fifteen seconds of fame, and I start acting the way that Galleria acts both in this scene and whenever she's, like, at the caf- cafeteria table. Ah, uh, you want us to lock you up and throw away the key? Gotcha. I want y'all to, I want y'all to like, hit me with something hard, slap me, like, across my face, something, like, bring me down to the level I need to be at. Because, yeah. so the way she's, like, acting in the cafeteria scene, she's just, like, saying probably, like, the same story over and over and over and over again. Yeah, exactly. And, of course, everyone's getting sick of it, to where they actually have a Down With Cheetah Girls... Uh, website. Club. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I guess it could be a club, too. And I will say, that is where you brought up where uh, Aqua. Aqua, where she has the whole you better get your girl. Like, she has, like, an attitude towards Chanel, and I'm like, what does Chanel yeah, have to do with this? Again, I'm like... <laughs> right? Aqua should... I mean, it's not just Chanel's. They all should gain... They, yeah, all three of them should go up to Galleria and be like, look, you're not acting like a good friend. Mm-hmm. But no, she like like she straight up like, you better handle your girl. Like she has like the whole like face and everything. Mm. I think it was like twice in the movie though. She do, she does do it twice. Yeah. Um, but then whenever she's talking to Drinka, like she straight up like gets in Drinka's face and like she has like a whole like sassy attitude and everything. She's like, I mean, you know as well as anybody that if you don't take your shot, you're gonna you, miss out. You're gonna miss out. And like has like eyes and everything. And I was like, okay, girl, this is where you lost me. I was a fan, and, like, now I'm, like, despising you. Like, you have a horrible attitude. And then she follows it up whenever whenever Drinka says that, you know, they don't have to, you know, do their rehearsal or whatever, and she lets the, the guys go next. The, who is it? Um, uh, Do, Dorinda. She's, like, leaving, and Galleria's like, here, take these, these clothes samples. Yeah, clothes yeah. snippings, because you, you need to dress better. And you're, like you're in rags, basically. And Dorinda like goes to walk away, and she's like, "Dorinda, take them, cause it's not an option." And I'm like, "Yes, that was so nasty." Like, like that was a horrible attitude. The worst. Like, like I said, if if I ever act that way, like I said, I want y'all to hurt me, like horribly, because oh, yeah. like that is not called for. There's there's nothing that calls for that type of like talking to someone. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, uh, Dorinda, she like tears up the, 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 the flyer, flyer or whatever was the pictures and everything, throws that air. And Gallery is like, oh, some, some people, people just do not know. realize how they come off. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyhow. Irony. Yes. Uh, and then, okay. And then I also had this written down. So the very next scene that we see, it's Dorinda doing this, um, kind of hip-hop class to kind of... I guess she's getting some people ready for, like, a music video or, like, well, a Well, it's, it's for, like, extra money or whatnot. It is for extra money. Because she takes the classes and she doesn't have enough to pay for it. Yeah. But it's for, like, a... Like, it's, a, like, a touring dance group or something yeah. like that. And so she, I guess she's, like, getting, like, new people ready. But one thing I've written down is that Dorinda is basically Honey. Have y'all ever oh, seen... Yeah. 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 Honey with Jessica Alba? Yeah, yeah she yes. she's basically Honey. yeah pretty much (laughs) and then right after that also the uh i guess he's like the the director leader of the dance group golden something yes the the golden golden crew i think or the gold crew or something like that yeah 
Um, but he basically officer offers her a, a position, a job, uh, to tour with them and get paid. So she's going to look out at that moment if she decides to take it. But she'd have to choose, you know, someone with them or someone with Cheetah Girls. And yeah. while that has, while that's going on, we go and skip to Chanel. And she's apparently supposed to be going on a shopping spree with her mom. But her mom has decided to go on a date with Luke again. Yep, she ditched her for a date. Yeah. But the mom left her her credit card. And my and question like, is... Oh, how could this ever go great is what I was thinking. Right. My question is, how much money is on that credit card exactly? Because she, I'm sure, spent like a good thousand or so dollars. Just on all the that stuff she was buying. Like gold on the front of it, so I would assume a very high limit. Because, so. <laughs> I mean... Now, I guess clothes wouldn't have been as expensive in 2003 as it probably as they probably are now in New York. But mm-hmm. she bought enough bags and charged that card enough times that I could see that being at least two to three thousand mm-hmm. dollars at the Absolutely. minimum, which is insane for me, in my opinion. Oh yeah, like for a child, like I mean, they're like 14, right? About yeah, as freshmen, yeah. I know. <laughs> and like they just like let her do it. Like the the yeah. stores are just like, yeah, you can totally do this. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I guess if the kid just walks up with a gold card, like swipe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. It, it, it's just like if someone brought a black card, they're like, oh yes, you're rich. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> let us have your business. But then this also leads uh, to Chanel basically stumbling, stumbling upon Dorinda's actual uh, lifestyle. Because everyone thinks that she lives in this nice, fancy, like, apartment complex, studio area thing. But it turns out she's actually living with the... Superintendent. Super, yeah, the super. And as it also turns out, it's not even her actual parents. It's a foster home. Mm-hmm. And, and so... Learning this information about Dorinda, this is like the first moment where I teared up because it was actually yeah. very kind of hard to like hear and like listen to. And it, oh man, it definitely yeah, sucks being offering. Speech about how her mom didn't want her. I was like, oh, okay, this is really bringing down the mood now. <laughs> like, yeah, you start off like all hyped and everything, and then you get to this like very low moment. And honestly, whenever she said that her mom didn't want her. It brought back memories to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when Will's like, why doesn't he want me talking about his own dad? Oh, no. And it made it even worse for me because I'm thinking about these two people and how they're like parallels. I'm like, I can't handle the heartbreak right now. No, it's too much. <laughs> and like even like just thinking about it, like I have tears swelling up in my eyes right now. <laughs> like that's, yeah. oh man. So they have that. And then Chanel basically apologizes for, you know, Gallery's attitude. And... Mm-hmm. Doreen does like, look, I can't afford the clothes she wants me to wear. And Chanel like gives her some cheetah print that she just bought. That she just bought. And like yep. that's French. Like, oh man. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> so after that, we see Chanel sleeping over at, at Galleria's because apparently the next day is whenever they're actually gonna be doing their their kind of like demo practices. And Chanel has a little heart to heart with Gabriello. She does. Uh, because one of the things that Galleria shows Chanel is the, I guess, cover of their like CD that she kind of put together. And it has yeah. Galleria front and center, bigger than everybody else. Yeah. 
as if she was like the lead singer kind of thing. And okay. Chanel has some problems with this. Cause she's like, you're not the only songwriter, first of all, because uh, uh, Chanel says that, you know, she came with some of the ideas and apparently Aqua freestyles a lot of the, the hooks that they give to her. And yeah. on top of that, Chanel's like, so if you're the leader, what's that make me? Like your lap dog, like your lackey, your sidekick or something? And uh-huh. she also brings up that all the other girls are having problems with her too. And Galleria's like, wait, the cheetahs are opening up, you know, you know, this stuff, this Talking dirty laundry behind my, behind my back. And Chanel's like, no, you're just not seeing it whenever we're in front of you, in front of your own face. Uh-huh. But the one thing that kind of saves the moment is their dog, Toto, he is like the cutest dog ever. I swear. Oh my gosh. That was probably, Toto was probably the cutest dog I've ever seen in a movie ever. The cutest. I love him so much. Like, oh, so adorable. <laughs> But it is at, it, like I said, it is at that moment. When, when I said earlier where at that point, whenever they first met Jekyll, where Gallery is like, I'm the the uh, founder and songwriter for Cheetahs. I didn't have a problem with it then. At this moment, whenever Gallery is like, I am the songwriter, I'll kind of go with everything else where it's just like worse and worse and worse. It was at that moment where I was like, okay, now this is not good. You shouldn't be saying this now. Yeah. <clears throat> and so after this, I'm assuming it's like their first official meeting with Jackal, Jackal. and his group. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, what's it called? Their the marketing. Yeah. Team? yeah. Marketing scene. That's yeah. The yeah. marketing scene. And let me tell you, <laughs> they're kind of explaining what the demographics are looking for. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they open that case and pulled out the masks, I'm asking <clears throat> which demographics did they look at? I mean, these masks. <laughs> Are creepy. Mm-hmm. I mean, these. Yes, exactly. Exp- like when, especially if you pull out the panda face. That's oh, the. Man. That's probably the creepiest Mm-mm. mask. Mm-mm. Yeah. Like, if I was in that, if I was in that meeting, and they pull out that mask, as soon as I saw it, I'd be like, Mm-mm, "I'm done. I'm out. I'm walking. I'm no, dipping." No. <laughs> Leopard. The snow leopard. Snow leopard. Mm-hmm. The snow leopard. Well, snow leopard can stay, but those two, uh-uh, they mm. had to go. Nope. <clears throat> like, why couldn't they all be like cats? Like, why did they have to like yeah. mix it up? Yeah, they could have had a lion. Yeah, well, I guess a lion would might be. I guess a female lion. That's fine. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. yeah. But no, they had to like mix it up. Like they could even had a bobcat because a bobcat looks very oh, yeah. similar to. I don't know why they had had a seal that had like a mustache. I'm <laughs> like, wait. Yeah, that was weird. And the panda's basically got a beard. I will tell you why. I will tell you why in just a second. Um, As soon as we get past it. So, like. The song was actually pretty catchy, I have to say. I like the song. I mean, if you're you're talking about the Cheetah Girl song. No, I'm talking about about all around the world. But, like. It was a little catchy, too, and honestly. Now, but. The creepy part about this, though, is. The masks and the song that go, the mask going with the song, and you see yeah, the together. No. all around the room. Okay, let me let me explain to you why Jackal sold this to the record producers and why he was so adamant about them doing this with the masks. The reason was is so that way he Jackal himself could control everything because mm-hmm. if you don't let the artists like the Cheetah Girls, if you don't let them make their own songs, and if you don't let them show their faces. You can replace any, any one of them. them. Yeah. And you can Which he did. 
Yeah, and then you can also you can also basically pay them crappy money, yeah, like the the bare bare minimum. And if they complain about it, their faces yeah. and whatnot. So and if they complain about it, I'll just change you out. Yeah. I don't. I don't. And need that's to. why he didn't want them to actually sing too. Oh yeah, like whenever, whenever, uh, what is it? Whenever Galleria hands him the CD that mm-hmm. she made to show him and everything, he's just like very passive about it. He's like, oh yeah, this is really cool. Very much like the yeah. the initial de- demo that they gave to him whenever they first like had that meeting with him, mm-hmm. and then yeah. they they sing girl power for him, and the whole time he's just like looking like nonchalantly like I don't care. Like, and this then is his his marketing, I don't know if it is the assistant or the director himself mm-hmm. talks to Jackal, says something, mm-hmm. and then Jackal's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's okay, but whatever. Mm-hmm. He was so rude. He was looking confused throughout the whole time. He didn't even try to hide it. Like the woman was just kind of sitting there, just like okay, and so was Jackal. They were both just kind of like you know stone faced, not really reacting. Like mm-hmm. you can tell they weren't into it. But at least they were being polite and not just outright being mean. But him, he was just like, what's happening here? <laughs> Now, what I do want to mention is that whenever he plays that All Around the World song, as much as you, Kyle, say that it's pretty catchy, and Kiki, you kind of agree with him, my thoughts on it were that this is the whitest white song I've ever heard, and I'm basically mayonnaise, so I know. Especially, especially whenever, especially whenever Jackal and his marketing team start like singing along to it, and they kind of show the the white marketing woman singing along to it. I was like, oh no, honey, no, 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 you gotta stop. <laughs> it was just, and then you know, Galleria like she she wants nothing to do with this. Also, they told them that basically the cheetahs would essentially not uh, be cheetahs. They, they would lip sync. Oh yeah, that's right. And then of course, you know, they had the mask to to you know, dance or whatever. But Gallery has problems with this and she's like, but it's not our music and everything. And then her friends are like, you only have a problem with this because it's not your song. Yes. And yeah. I, I am curious as to whether Galleria actually did have a problem with the fact that it wasn't her song or... Like, Maybe it's a little bit of both. Like, if they hadn't have brought out the masks and shown them that they were going to have to wear masks, would she have still gone on board with it or did the mask covering up her identity pose a problem for her? Like, was that her like straw that breaks the camel's back kind of thing i mean i think with her honestly part of it was also like this is music i mean they try to play her character as like a true artist type you mm-hmm. know yeah so it's like her having her art being like cast to the side for you to do something completely different i think that was a pride thing for her too mm. she's like this is my work this is what i'm showing to you this is what I feel is marketable to me, and you're saying that it's not. Here's this, dr- like, drainy music that we want you to do. Like, it, it's like a pride thing, a hit to our ego, you know? That makes sense. So, one of the things I had actually written down earlier, like, whenever Galleria had her whole problems, or kind of was sassy to Drinka. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I told you, I had, like, little things where it reminded me of things that came out, like, later. So... And that moment, I said that uh, Galleria was basically the yeah. basis for Sharpay in High School Musical. If you really think about oh, it. Oh, yes. Yes. With our whole, like, yeah. kind of... And then, in this moment, whenever they're the Cheetahs are kind of fighting about the direction to take the band in and everything, and then 
after Galleria leaves, Jackal's like, that's okay, we'll put Chanel in front. It'll be Chanel and the, the Global Globetrotters or whatever they called it. And it was like... Oh, that's what... It, global Get Down. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was in that moment that I was like, this is kind of like something straight out of like Josie and the Pussycats, the movie. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say, that it had yeah. a Josie and the Pussycats feel to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at first, Chanel's all about, you know, Chanel and the Global Get Down. And then mm-hmm. the other two are like, uh, hello. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. We... Yeah. <laughs> and so they end up walking out of the office and Jackal's like, come back whenever you're ready to make to the big time. And as they walk out, they deliberately show like a bunch of other like girls just lined up waiting to like get their shot. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the girls that they had lined up are, I guess they were supposed to kind of be the same age as our Cheetah Girls characters, mm-hmm. but yeah. they're clearly younger and more, yeah, they yeah. and they're, they're more easily uh, able to be manipulated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is why you see later, he actually got someone to agree to put on those masks. Yeah. Not just someone, four. Four of them, yeah. Four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I guess that was like showing them. If anything, it was showing them that them that they weren't special to the the record company at all. Because it's like, oh, we have a line of girls that can take your place easily. So yes, and I think that was necessary for them to see, only for that one specific record company to show that that Chloe was not the right person for them to get their music out. Right. And we see that, you know, Gallery is having a heart-to-heart with her mom and everything. And that, her dad at the same time. And her dad mm-hmm. about, you know, how she was basically, like, wrong about the whole thing. And we also see that Chanel's having a heart-to-heart with her mom because her mom, mom figured out that she spent lots of money. And her <laughs> card was declined while she was trying to buy, what, sandals, flip-flops? Yeah, uh, yeah sandals of some sort. Um, and I honestly do understand the sentiment mm-hmm. behind, uh, Chanel, uh, talking to her mom and saying that she was, first of all, the first part of it is another part that I kind of teared up on whenever she's talking about how oh, the mom started dating Luke and Chanel felt left out like her dreams didn't matter. And mm-hmm. I was like, Ooh, okay. that's, that's hard. Yeah. But it's the next part that I'm a little iffy on to where she says that she saw what it was like to not have a mom, which I mean, to a certain degree, she did. Like I mean, she saw that she saw that that Dorinda didn't have a mom, but, but that really didn't. She did have a mom. Yeah, so she she really wasn't she really didn't see what it was like. She just kind of heard from Dorinda's experience, right? Right. Which that's fine. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do have a question though. So I know that Beyonce before. Being Beyonce, she was she was with Destiny's Child, mm-hmm. and I am I'm very curious. You might not know it, Kiara. I don't know how how much you follow Destiny's Child and Beyonce, but do you think this is any way how De- how Destiny's Child broke up? Um, honestly, I think it could be. I mean, because I know, I mean, they did have a falling out with. Um, one of the ladies, I think her name was Farah. Uh-huh. And it, it, she kind of, I think she did have an issue with Beyonce being, like, the lead. And she felt, like, left out and stuff. Oh. So, and I, I think she has said that in interviews. Oh. And then there was the third member that ended up leaving. I don't remember why the third member left. And then Michelle came in to have the trio that we know now. 
of the Destiny Child, but I think that was kind of exactly what happened. Like, just not just not being able to feeling like you're not being heard. Mm-hmm. But I know the rest of the group like insisted, like you know, you're important, you're part of this group. But I think she has said in several interviews that she's just like I didn't feel like I was part of the group. That is very interesting. And yeah, what what would have probably made it come even more to light as this being like a almost like Destiny's Child like art imitating life kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. In in the movie after we see like those two characters, Chanel and Galleria, talk to their parents. We see Galleria go to the the talent show stage and she kind of starts playing music and then Derek shows up and he kind of says a line, something along the lines of, sometimes you have to walk alone. And bam, another Mr. Miyagi moment. A little bit. But that's that's something that I feel like someone easily could have told Beyonce and then that's where Beyonce yeah. kind of broke out and walked on her own. Yeah. And so, Oh, you mean like when they eventually broke up, like... Good. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, okay. I think that was just kind of like, they felt like the group just ran its course. I don't uh, think there was any bad blood between them. Because you still see, like, Kelly and Michelle in her videos all the time. That's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. But it, like, like once again, it still it still did remind me of, like, a Destiny's Child breakup. And I was like, wait, am, am I about to, like, cry a little bit more now? Because, like, Destiny's <laughs> Child's, like, like, they're, like, part of, like, childhood, too, and everything. Like, all great in, like, the 90s and early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then after that, it's the day of the talent show. And first of all, this is the problem with the whole mask thing. Because Galleria does not realize that her friends didn't take the deal. But all she sees right. is the mask. And she's like, they took the deal without oh, me. Well, they really, like, don't care. Toto because she's going to see the talent show. Yes, she does have Toto with her. And in her... In her process of like yeah confusion with the whole mass and everything accidentally lets go of toto's leash and toto starts running off and Mm -hmm. my first thought as seeing toto run off he passes by some cops and i'm like officers do something what are you doing like they're literally just standing there doing nothing and the gallery runs into them (laughs) yeah he was eating something too and he got mad at her yeah you saw her dog like she was in distress yeah yeah whenever she ran into him i honestly my whenever she ran into him i was like "Uh oh something bad's about to happen he's about to like get really mad and i was like it's your fault you should have stopped the dog you saw like you literally you watched him run by you and he's in the hole so Toto's in the hole now right and the officer like we see gabriella yelling down to him and then she pulls out her phone and the officer's still staying right where he was not doing nothing now i do like he starts like walk over to her and he's about to tell her something. Like, he's about to, like, say something angry at her. And she's like, officer, help me. My, my, my dog's in the hole. And I love the officer's response where he's like, uh, dog in a hole? That's bad. <laughs> I was just watching an anime again, which is My Hero Academia. Which is My Hero Academia. Oh, I love, I love My Hero. I'm, I'm, uh, they're doing their test to get their license. Uh-huh. And Midoriya runs it up because they have an incident where the uh, practice area got wrecked by some villains. Mm-hmm. And he's running up and he's like, oh no, this boy's hurt. This looks bad. And the boy's like, hey, what are you doing? You can't do that for... Because he's like a professional actor uh-huh. that pretends he's hurt. 
He's like, you can't say that. That's points off. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, that's that's what basically the cop did. He's the Dory in this situation. Oh no, this looks bad. <laughs> and then, look, while this is all going on, apparently the talent show is going on. Um, and let me tell you, there is so much drama going on with this dog in the hole. Like it clearly was a very bad thing. To, like they have blocked up traffic. Oh, in the news report. Oh, no, I wanted to say the news crew came, and I'm just like, where does this happen? Show up like it must be a slow news day, but then they explained that there was like gridlock traffic and stuff. So uh-huh. I was like, all right, that makes more sense. Traffic like, scene. Like, <laughs> for a second, I was like, what? <laughs> like, it was really, it was really funny. The, the traffic scene uh-huh. is basically the same traffic scene as earlier when. Oh. Whenever Gallery and the mom, mom was, yeah, yeah, it's basically the same scene. Once again, that that goes to like whenever you're, especially if you're making a TV movie and you don't have like a big right, budget, budget, you just you, just you reuse, whatever. yeah, and you just like redo yeah. it in a new way. Um, and of course, because the news is going on, all the all the cheetahs are seeing the news report and showing up. Mm-hmm. And I would like to say, first of all, the police aren't doing a good job. Well, I was keeping people out. I was gonna say that. Oh, well. I was gonna say, first of all, I loved their outfits so just like how just like how i wish i had friends so i could like re-say all the phrases that they had like cheetah and cheetahlicious i wish i had friends so i could have done like some dress up like like i would have worn those outfits i'm just saying right now oh absolutely like color cord like color coordinated oh yeah matching all the the patterns it was great oh yeah now as much as i love the outfits it's very, very, very coincidental that they just so all happen to be wearing the same yeah. color coordinated outfits. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I don't like about the house. That, um, that part for me kind of solidified the the fact that um, that that last scene kind of broke the fourth wall mm-hmm. because everything was kind of natural up to that point. As far as like even the musical scenes were just like they had a purpose, like. They were auditioning for the talent show, or they were trying to audition for the record, or even the first scene where they had the party. Right. So, like, this last scene, it was just like, oh, you know, they're all wearing the same things, they all show up at the same place, they all sing the same song, and that was, like, the musical quality for me that kind of pushed it into that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and you, like you mentioned, it breaking the fourth wall whenever they actually get around to doing that, that uh, music, the music scene. Uh, they kind of like break off into their own little like areas, and yes. like one of them starts dancing with firemen, firefighters. Yeah, one of them starts with street workers. Yes, yeah, like, like street, street sweepers. Yes. <laughs> and it's like okay, of course, like they'd have random people that just so happen to know their dances. The only, there's only one problem I have with their outfit, and that's Chanel's, and that's her headband, hairband. Oh yeah, it looks oh. different from the others. I wish maybe one of the other ones would have the same type of headband as her. Mm-hmm. That way, it's like okay, she's not the only one that has a different headband. True. Yeah. Uh, I guess I don't know why they would have done it. why they would have made hers different or look slightly mm-hmm. different. I mean, all of them look different mm-hmm. because of the right. with different spots and different colors and whatnot. Right. But her headband's the only one that's like small mm-hmm. leopard print. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting that they decided to do it that way. But yeah. yeah, so like I said, all the cheetahs show up one by one. We also learned that for the first time ever, uh Aqua has taken the subway mm. for mm-hmm. for Toto. 
which is you know big character moment. Not for not for yeah. gallery. Not for gallery. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Just for Toto. Everyone came for Toto. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and I think it's like the firefighters. They mentioned that they basically have to are gonna have to shut down the power to like the block, which. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so as that's all going on, t- like I said, town show's still going on, and we get to see what is her name, Sonic Sound or so- Sonic Noise, something Sonic like that. Noise. But we get to see this is Derek and and his friend doing their their talent and using their quote unquote real, real instruments. Is a DJ stand and a, a and a microphone. microphone. Yeah, and a microphone. Yeah. Real instruments. I mean, it's more instrument than the Cheetah Girls, however. I mean, it's to a certain one, degree. It's one instrument. Well, <laughs> I guess, could you call a DJ stand an instrument? It's one. I don't think so. You're not playing anything. Yeah, it's you're. Like, Exactly. Like, if, if... What would you call... I mean, they it, do have something extra that the Cheetahs don't. The Cheetahs just yeah. use their voices. I was going to say, if if a DJ stand is considered an instrument, then DJ Khaled is a musician. Oh, he's definitely... <laughs> I don't know. Which I don't think I 100% agree with. <laughs> I don't know. I can't... That, it, that's literally all he's uh, doing. He's just, like, spinning the record and maybe, like... See, he carried a guitar all around. Yes, he played it while... Uh, Raven's character is playing the piano. Uh huh. But he doesn't take it. It's not even used in his performance. I know. No. So like, whenever they come out and they like, uh, the friend starts, you know, doing the DJ thing, and Derek starts like singing. I was like, wait, these are their real instruments. What? <laughs> yeah, those are real instruments. <laughs> not a not a not a piano, not a guitar, not some drums. I DJ. <laughs> but whatever so like that that's like the main thing i was like really come on now anyhow <laughs> you know if he would have just used a guitar his guitar yeah it would have been like yeah okay they got a real instrument yeah yeah but or we might be making fun of people who use dj stands like yeah dj stands are real instruments <laughs> <laughs> but instrument right yes you okay know? yeah that's what you, you can call it a, a musical, a musical uh, equipment. equipment yes there you go kyle that's what yeah. you call it okay. um so in the middle of their performance they get the power shut off and mm-hmm. whenever the generators come on for some reason the news report comes up and yeah, i don't understand that it's probably just for plot point <laughs> yeah definitely just for plot point and then i love how Derek's friend is like oh there's a dog in the hole we need to go help them what are they going to do? <laughs> like, you can only fit, like, maybe one person in a hole at a time. Like, wh- what are you going to do? How are you going to help? Call if anything, the first responder is going to go. Like, it's not going to be you. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the entire the entire audience went with them, too. Yeah. Like, what are they about? Are they about to make, like, a human rope or a human ladder or something like that? Like, I don't, where they, I don't get it. <laughs> uh, they're honestly, the only thing they're there for is moral support. Because y'all can't do a thing. Exactly. <laughs> Which I guess to a certain degree that that ends up helping because the firefighter who's like down there trying to get it out. He's like, hey, come over here, sing. Yeah, or sing. Say, to, no, say something to us. Yeah, get him to move around. So they start singing and he's like, louder, louder, yeah. faster, faster. I'm like, wait, faster? <laughs> Why faster? What? <laughs> what are you talking about faster for? And then they get the audience and everyone clapping along. That way the dog can be, that way the dog can hear him and I everything. don't think... I mean, I guess having the owner call to him, mm-hmm. and I guess their way of singing, but 
Faster, faster, faster. <laughs> How fast is he supposed to sing? Right. Are they going to be Eminem in the, here? Oh, lordy. <laughs> oh, that's that's why Derek was there. Because Derek was the rapper of oh, that right. group. So clearly he was there to rap. But was he? can he rap as fast as Eminem? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but they eventually do end up getting Toto out, and then uh, as they get Toto out, the the three cheetahs are like, "Okay, we're glad he's safe," and they start to walk away. And then Derek's like, "Okay, it was good that you turned down uh, Jackal's thing, but does that mean you want to turn down your friendship or whatever?" And then Raven's like, "I need you. I need your help." And I guess this is where uh, Derek starts playing his guitar for. Ah, finally, the real instrument comes yeah. out. <laughs> the real instrument. <laughs> <laughs> and then Raven starts singing, and all the girls slowly start coming back to her. And then, of course, there's a moment that has Derek in the spotlight, and he's just like riffing on the guitar. <laughs> yep. And then, once again, this is another one where Disney Channel commercials. Their their song Cheetah Sisters well, this starts. This is to like play. a real music video yes. right now, then. Yeah, uh, like like Kiki said, all all of their songs have pretty much been music mm-hmm. videos, mm-hmm. in one way or another. Um, and so they start you know singing singing and everything and doing their their jigs and whatnot. Also, another one that's like a really big like hit for me. Like they're all like Ooh. fire hits. They're all bangers for me. Uh, yes. And so they're singing along. They're doing their dances with uh, their random people. <laughs> yeah, you know they're keeping traffic from moving. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. They're they're keeping gridlock traffic a thing. And is the us. power still? Well, I mean, they're, the school's on auxiliary power, so is the power still down? I'm assuming if everyone's dancing with the cheetahs. <laughs> and so. Uh, as it's also going on, I love how they cut to Jackal and his, his, like, marketing team. I love how his, his, his advisor's like, well, you screwed, he basically says, oh, you screwed this up. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm but I did think in that moment. Uh, the one thing that came to my mind seeing that happen was the Will Ferrell gif from uh, Wedding Crashers where he's like, what an idiot! And like kicks the table. That's immediately what I thought of. And so they do their song and dance, everyone's seen it, and the Cheetahs get awarded the talent show winners. But they weren't in the talent show. They weren't even, exactly. I was going to bring that up. I was so mad when they did that. They left her. Yeah. I kind of wish maybe the uh, DJ Sonic DJ guys would have won, or maybe the uh, the actual guy that the only other addition that we saw was the comedian. The comedian, maybe the comedian would have won. Honestly, I would, I would have been pretty happy if the comedian had won. That would have been like a oh, yeah. underdog story right there. <laughs> He's the only other person that we saw. Yeah, for. And then, so they get awarded it, and of course, Jackal's, like, team calls him up, and I love how all the Cheetahs just, like, tell him off, and how they don't need him, and I was uh, like, I, yes. I wish we would have saw, like, in the, like, flash to the, the person 
supposed to like okay uh say this and say this, and this. <laughs> wait can i get your name and they hang up like he's like wait can i get your names into mm-hmm. it and just hangs up <laughs> so you would see the person okay they want to say <laughs> so yeah that this definitely was a very fun movie i yeah i had a lot of fun sure. with it. <laughs> so would y'all like to know a little bit of trivia of course yeah. okay i guess i will in Jaws suspense Mm-mm. with letting y'all know who Derek is. Once again, as soon as I saw him, I was like, he looks familiar, I, I can't place him. But as soon as I saw his picture and his name on IMDb, I was like, oh, it's that guy. So the actor's name is Kyle Schmid. Now, mm-hmm. I'm sure that doesn't clue y'all into anything. But whenever I saw his picture and his name, I, I immediately realized where he was from. And he plays Alex in Alley Cat's Strike. You remember Alley Cat Strike, right, yes. Kyle? Yeah, he's the blonde who, like, whose dad owns the bowling alley. Oh, that's okay. him. Yeah, like, and he's so young. And like, what's really funny is uh-huh. Alley Cat Strike was only three years before this, but he looks like a completely different person. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my gosh, how old is he in this one? Do you know? I didn't. I didn't look that up. Mm. But if I had to guess, he's probably around like. 16 to 18 in Alley Cat Strike. So in this one, he's probably around like 24, 25. Probably. But yeah, like it's... Like it surprised me. Because like the whole time I was like, why do I know him? And boom, that's that's why I know him from. Uh, (laughs) um, As I mentioned, they had, you know, this based off of books. Some interesting things is you probably heard at least one of the titles of the books. Well, I won't say probably. You definitely heard a title of one of the books in the movie. And I would assume probably throughout the series they might just mention like the titles randomly. But the title that you did hear was Growl Power. Mm. And the moment you hear that is whenever... (laughs) And the moment you hear that is whenever uh, Chanel gives uh, Dorinda that that, uh, cheetah Uh, thing. That Yeah. yeah. Um, But the other titles of the books are Wishing on a Star, Shop in the Name of Love, Who's About to Bounce, Hey Ho Hollywood, Woof, There It Is, It's Raining Benjamins, Dorinda's Secret, Growl Power, Showdown at the Okie Dokie, uh, Coochie Frida Ballerina, Dorinda Gets a Groove, In the House with Mouse, and Oops Doggy Doggy Dog. I thought you said Doggy Dead. Well, I was about to say Doggy Day, but I was like, that's not Day. Um, <laughs> some other, like... Huh? Just some interesting titles. Yes. And I, I'm actually very interested. Like, I kind of want to go read the books. Apparently, uh, and I think I might kind of remember this, but apparently prior to this movie getting made, because the movie came out a year after the books were, were published, for the book covers, they apparently got the R&B group Before Dark to model as the cheetah girls interesting yes and as i mentioned in the books there's there's four cheetah there's five cheetah girls compared to the four that are in the movie Mm -hmm. and disney's reasonings as to why they did four instead of five as i mentioned aqua has a twin sister that's where the fifth person is and disney's reasoning is that they couldn't find twins who were like household names already so they were like screw it we'll just do 
like one, which I I kind of have a problem with. What about Tia and Tamara? Were they not hassle names? Well, I think it's. Though. Yeah, because their their thing was they wanted like R and B twins, okay. basically. That were yeah. their names. Yeah. But my problem with it was a couple of things. One, they already have Raven, mm-hmm. who by that point I'm mm-hmm. sure was a household name. Uh-huh. And then apparently the actresses who play Chanel and Aqua, who are Adrian Houghton, although at the time I think she she went by another name like Balin. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And Aqua was played by uh, Keely Williams. Apparently, both of those girls were in an R&B band called 3LW, which apparently yeah. stands for Three Little Women, which I had no idea about. Um, and then the actress who plays Dorinda, Dorinda, Sabrina Bryan, first of all, she wasn't known for anything really prior to Cheetah Girls, and she hasn't really done anything outside of Cheetah Girls after Cheetah Girls. So that means they could have easily... Like, even if... Like, they could have at least changed it to, like, maybe either a younger older sister or twins but twins that don't look alike yeah because you can have those type of twins Mm -hmm. too and then exactly and then on top of that not only are you getting even more representation by having another black actress in there but you're also bringing up someone who probably could become a household name who's a black actress that wouldn't have gotten a chance any other way that's true so I don't. I, I don't understand why Disney wouldn't have gone through. Like, like it's right there for you. Like, yeah, I think that's that was kind of a weird reason not to. Cause I mean, that's that's a plot point that doesn't that it doesn't need to be like exactly like the book. Mm-hmm. As far as like twins go, like you said, you can do a sibling. It right. wouldn't be that difficult. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a very stupid reasoning for me. Um, another thing about this movie, apparently in 2005, Disney Channel, uh, Disney Channel viewers, I should say, apparently ranked this and named this film, Cheetah Girls, number one out of all the DCOMs that had come out at that point. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Obviously, you didn't see Up, Up, and Away and stuff like that, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, that's, for me, like, for me, I wouldn't necessarily put this at number one, but I, I would definitely say it's top tier for mm-hmm. sure. But I'd probably put, like, up, up, and away. Don't look under the bed, <sighs> stuff like that. <clears throat> but also, that's just me. Obvi- <laughs> obviously, the, the the viewers hadn't seen the starting point. I will say, though, what this film had going for it to help it boost its number one is the fact that they had these four girls mm-hmm. who are chasing their dreams to be singers and dancers. And really, in all of the DCOMs, there, there's really no singing and dancing that any of the stars do. So that probably like helped boost yeah, this. Yeah, I mean. And then also something that I found interesting, which is something that I know Travis and Kaylin would want me to mention because I were talking, I was talking to them uh, yesterday about wanting to be on Cheetah Girls mm-hmm. this episode, I should say. And Travis is like, "Isn't Cheetah Girls just sister sister to the traveling pants, but with more singing and dancing?" And something to Travis's credit, Chanel, Aqua. And Derek, at least those actors, were all in Sister of the Traveling Pants 2. Oh my god. <laughs> I think they were all minor characters, but they were still in those movies. <laughs> yeah, they're still in it. <laughs> <laughs> and then something else that I'm happy about getting the chance to rewatch this and look up actors that were in it. 
the actress who plays Drinka. Mm-hmm. I got to ch- I got the chance to look at her filmography, and she's in this. I don't know if it's a TV movie or like a mini series, but it's um, the book of N word. Like it's. Oh okay. I don't want to I don't want to yeah. say and offend anybody, but it's that like that's the title of the the show, the book of of N word, um, with an O, not an E R. Oh, interesting. Yeah, um, and apparently. It, so, first of all, from what I saw, it's a bunch of, like, black actors and probably, like, musicians, like, entertainment people that are in it. And it's apparently based on a book by the same name, which they apparently changed to Someone Knows My Name, I think, from what I looked up. Mm-hmm. But basically what it was about is it's a book with a bunch of African-Americans' names who essentially served the British during the Civil War and then who were sent to live in Nova Scotia because they they basically wanted nothing to do with them afterwards. Which I found really I found very very interesting and it makes me want to go and look up that movie or miniseries whichever it might be mm-hmm. and then also find the book cuz mm-hmm. it just shows more history and stuff like that and it, it it's probably good information for everyone to like know and understand. Yeah, absolutely. Um, trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to say. Can't think of anything else besides the fact, obviously, we know Raven Simone for everything. So, <laughs> um, but yes. <laughs> so, let's get to our um, final thoughts and whether we think this is a nostalgic movie. So, we'll start with you, Kiki. What are your thoughts? phrases were good mm-hmm. I, just, I really liked how they were so like you know cheetah cheetah you know <laughs> and i was brought back to my younger self who was just like they're so cool yes. why can i have like that kind of you know talent and stuff and just i don't know they for the most part they did have a lot of low moments like you know the, the monologues and stuff about mm-hmm hard times they were going through but for the most part they really just were just having fun oh yeah you know they looked like they were having a good time being together being friends like dancing and singing together and just you know but uh, I think it was a good movie for its time and it still holds up today um, back then they didn't have a lot of like women empowerment girl empowerment so it was nice to see a movie like that make it you know it would have i think it would have made it in the theaters to be honest honestly Uh, yeah i I think this probably would have made a good theatrical release yeah so i mean just like a 14 i mean the only thing i would would say is like maybe read some of the some of the lines were just a little too cheesy and need to be reacted because it was just you know <laughs> some of the acting wasn't the best. But other than that, I think it was a it was a solid movie. Um, it was really good seeing it again. I think it was a good nostalgic movie for sure. Completely agree, and I honestly can't wait to get to the the sequels now that I've seen yeah. I got to rewatch this. So Kyle, yeah, your overall thoughts and is this a nostalgic movie to you? It is nostalgic. I'll give it a very good compliment to this movie. I think 
what they should do, like High School Musical, uh-huh. have it be like a TV series, <gasps> and have Raven as Galleria's mom to give a little Ooh. nudge back to the original. Oh, that that honestly would be interesting because that's how good I thought this movie was. Yeah, because as except we... for that one cringe moment at the beginning <laughs> with the dancing, that's the only. Yeah. But yeah, because as we already as we already know, like High School Musical has its own series, which is a bit uh what what's it called like kind of like on the nose like they're very referential about their know. thing um but it's high school the musical the high school musical the musical the series so it actually yeah. would be interesting if they could do like a cheetah girl cheetah girls either reboot or continuation with mm-hmm. these girls and having like you said having raven involved because like she's like a big name right now yeah. that would be very interesting yeah, I mean they could sure. easily do it. I mean they're doing High School Musical, so that's that's that's. Why don't you give some girls some love? You know, brilliant Disney. Yeah. Contact my brother right now. He has ideas for you. Pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> and then also with it, you can open up the diversity even more because mm-hmm. you can uh-huh. you can put like like an Asian family, Spanish, like you can have all sorts of different mixtures of races of people in it. Oh my god, I mean, brilliant it five, and they can do the five. Yeah. and as for me i definitely like i said have been loving this every time i saw one of these new uh songs that that they did every one every one of those songs that popped up i was immediately brought back to being like 10 years old watching this movie and just singing along and then just watching the commercials and having uh i'd want to be like cinderella locked in a cold old dusty cell like I, I would sing along to that. Oh, I loved it. And it was just, it was a fun time. And as I, once again, mentioned, I can't wait to watch the sequels and just hopefully love them as much as this one. And if not, yeah. if not love them, then maybe hopefully like the songs will be good. As, you know? Maybe not as good, but not as bad, not as bad as some of the others. Yes. Know? If it's in the top, it'd be good you know i mean it doesn't even have to be like top 10 like the top half of disney of decoms then you're good but yeah so guys those are our thoughts on the cheetah girls what did what did you guys think let us let us know are you a bigger fan of Cheetah Girls than you are of High School Musical? I mean, I might be at this point. I know I can sing I think songs I'd more. I'd rather Cheetah Girls than High School Musical. For sure. Uh, you can follow me on all social media at Tether92. Kyle. You can follow me on all social media, but I'll say talk to you next week. Uh, Kiera. You can follow me on Kiera And you can follow our podcast social media on Instagram and Facebook at Nostalgia Decoms Today. Next week, we will be talking about going to the mat. So until next time, stay cheetah delicious and we will talk to you next time. <laughs>